Hello, everybody. This is Cassandra Rogers, and this is my first podcast. And I want to share with you my amazing new coaching program called Breaking the Chains of Overeating. First of all, I will share with you a little about my journey. Well, I remember when I was about four years old and I went to a birthday party. I ate a small amount of goodies at the party. I put the rest of the food into my pockets to eat when I got back home. As I grew up, I continued to do this. As I reflect on this, the reason that I stuffed food into my pockets was I thought that we would not have enough food to eat and that I would run out of food. I was very insecure and fearful about not having enough to eat, so I was greedy. We grew up poor and lived in project housing on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. My mom did her very best to provide for us, so I never knew that we were poor. My mom and dad divorced when I was very young, I was about three or four years old. So my mom was a single parent who had to raise six children by herself. She did not know how to drive, nor did she have a job. But one thing that she did have was strong faith in God. She was a dedicated Christian woman. And during this time, she prayed and prayed a lot for food. Amazingly, my mom would pray to God, and she wouldn't tell anybody else about the need that we had, and food would suddenly appear on our doorstep. Also, I remember her telling us about a time when it was very cold outside when we lived in Chicago, Illinois. There was a terrible blizzard, and back in the day, men would deliver groceries to people's houses. So a few young men came to our house or to our apartment and delivered steaks, hamburgers, pot pies, and all kinds of food that we could not afford. Mom told them that she did not order the food, but they refused. I mean, they absolutely refused to take that food back because the weather was so bad. So needless to say that we ate good, and we ate good for a while. Saving food because of fear and insecurity of not having enough to eat was part of how I grew up. A few years after that, I remember when I was about nine years old and I was going through adolescence that a boy called me fat. I was so upset. I was devastated and determined as a nine-year or ten-year-old that I was not going to be fat. On another occasion during junior high school, my dad came to visit us and took us to a local department store and told us that we could buy whatever, that he would buy us whatever we wanted. I went right over to the home section of the store and picked out my very own scale.
Can you believe it? As a 12-year-old girl, I asked my dear daddy to buy me a white rectangular shaped scale. That was all I wanted. So he bought it, and I was very happy. I was determined to live a disciplined, lean, fit, and trim lifestyle at an early age. I was never anorectic, but was very passionate about living a healthy lifestyle, but not always the right way. As a high schooler, my mom let us sell candy to help boost funds for our band program. We sold delicious chocolate pecan turtles, mint truffles, and peanut butter puffs. Wow, I could almost taste them now. But one thing that's true, they never made it into the hands of any of my neighbors or friends because I ate them all up. Secretly, my mom did not know it, but that was my dinner for a few nights. Thankfully, I had a small savings account that my mom had me to open for money that I earned while working a summer job cleaning up the city. When I went to college, I was average weight, but after my first year, I gained the freshman, not 10, but 20 pounds. I came home and my brother noticed that I gained weight. I mean to tell you he talked about me. He said, wow, your legs are really big, Sandy, because that's what they call me, Sandy. So the all-night study sessions and sugar overload left me drained and heavier than I wanted to be. My self-esteem dropped, and I felt badly about the way I looked. So I was determined to take the weight off. I came home that summer, and my sister and I started working out. We would get up at about 4 o'clock in the morning and drive for about an hour to a fitness center that was owned by our employer. So we began exercising, increasing our water intake, and changing our eating habits. We worked out like crazy women. When school came back in session, I was feeling great and looking good. I can see the picture in my mind that I took on that cool, crisp autumn day, my first day back as a sophomore in college. My hair was in a shoulder-length bob. I was decked out in my lavender shirt with a tan and purple sweater vest and a pair of dark blue, perfectly fitting Levi jeans with brown penny loafer shoes. I was preppy all the way, and I felt like a million bucks. I continued to exercise during the school year and kept most of the weight off. Now let's fast forward about five years later. I married the man of my dreams, and we began having children. As a happily married couple and a comfortable wife, I gained weight again. Although during my pregnancy, I was grateful that I had 
a wonderful doctor that marked my chart with red ink if I gained over two pounds a week. That reminded me of my teachers in high school when they graded my papers. Even though the powerful red pen helped me not to gain an extreme amount of weight during my pregnancies, I still needed to lose weight, and I did. I used fasting and weight loss methods that were trending at the time. So now we have the keto diet, which was introduced way back in the 1920s and 30s to help patients who suffered with epilepsy, and it helped them to reduce the number of seizures. Now, keto is a lifestyle that helps those who want to increase their energy level, drop carbohydrate addictions, and help overall good health, and to live in the keto zone. Almost immediately when I began to eat more lean meat, vegetables, less sugar, and carbohydrates, the weight fell off. Now I can maintain my desired weight, sleep better, and have more energy. This coaching program is designed for women who want to help meet their weight loss goals, live a healthier lifestyle, and break the chains of overeating. Weekly exercise will also be a part of the program. If you want and need help in this area, let me know. Thank you for listening to my first podcast and have a wonderful day. Always remember that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Philippians 4.13
Now, one thing that I do that helps me on a daily basis, I eat a salad at lunchtime. And I already prepare it at night or get up early in the morning. But eating a salad daily at lunch is very helpful. Another way to start the year off right is to begin with a fast that works for you or a detox program. Remember to always see your doctor before fasting or using a detox program. There are lots of fasting books on the market and two authors that I really like with great books on fasting are John Eckhart and Jensen Franklin. Also, the Proverbs 31 woman in verse 17, she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. Women, we need to keep our bodies moving. I know that sometimes it gets hard, but once we get up and get moving, we feel better. We have options of joining a gym, walking in our neighborhood, YouTube exercise videos, or using our own exercise equipment. But let's try to exercise at least 10 to 15 minutes a day and then increase our workout up to a half hour or more in the weeks ahead. Now, as we close, I want to end this podcast with a prayer to help us meet our fitness goals. I have prayed this prayer throughout the years and found it to be very helpful. It is found in the book, Prayers That Avail Much by Word Ministries Incorporated. The prayer is entitled, Victory over gluttony. Father, it is written in your word that if I confess with my lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that you have raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. Father, I am your child and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over my spirit, my soul, and my body. I make him Lord over every situation in my life. Therefore, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Father, I have made a quality decision to give you my appetite. I choose Jesus rather than the indulgence of my flesh. I command my body to get in line with your word. I eat only as much is sufficient for me. I eat and I'm satisfied. When I sit down to eat, I consider what is before me. I'm not given to the desire of dainties or deceitful foods. Like a boxer, I buffet my body, handle it roughly, discipline it by hardships, and subdue it. I bring my body into subjection to my spirit man, the inward man, the real me. Not all things are helpful, good for me to do, though permissible. I will not become the slave of anything or be brought under its power. My body is for the Lord. I dedicate my body, presenting all my members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to you, presenting them as implements of righteousness. I'm united to you, Lord, and become one spirit with you. My body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within me, whom I have received as a gift from you, Father. I am not my own. I was bought 
for a price, made your own. So then I honor you and bring glory to you in my body. Therefore, I always exercise and discipline myself, bringing under authority my carnal affections, bodily appetites, and worldly desires. I endeavor in all respects to have a clean conscience, void of offense toward you, Father, and toward men. I keep myself from idols, from anything and everything that would occupy the place in my heart due to you, from any sort of substitute for you that would take first place in my life. I no longer spend the rest of my natural life living by my human appetites and desires, but I live for what you will. I am on my guard. I refuse to be overburdened and depressed, weighed down with the giddiness and headache and nausea of self-indulgence, drunkenness on food, worldly worries and cares. For I have been given a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. I have discipline and self-control. Father, I do resist temptation in the name of Jesus. I strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and this gluttony which so readily tries to cling to and entangle me. I run with patient endurance and steady persistence. The appointed course of the race that is set before me, looking away from all distractions to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. Christ the Messiah will be magnified and get glory and praise in this body of mine, and I will boldly exalt him in my person. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And always remember that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.